Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. Going to look at what if Daredevil became an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D.? What if number 28 by uh, Frank Miller, Klaus Janssen, Mike W. Barr. But uh, before we dive into this, I want to invite everybody to like, follow, and subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe YouTube channel if you haven't done so already. Hit that bell icon next to the subscribe button to be notified when we post new videos. This will help you get ahead of the Kayfabe effect. Kayfabe effect, when we show off these comics and a bunch of people decide they want to add them to their collection, they can go up in value, they can get hard to find. So hit that notification button, you'll be the first person on eBay, Amazon, or your local comic shop trying to track down your copies of What If Number 28, and let these videos play through to the end. That allows YouTube to share them with other comics fans who haven't found Cartoonist Kayfabe yet. It's how we grow this channel. Just hit 60,000 subscribers. On our quest to 600,000, we appreciate your help in letting these videos play through and also in recommending these videos to your f comic book friends out there. Um, it's how we grow, so thank you very much. But uh, let's dive into this. We've looked at a couple of what-ifs. We've talked about what-if. I love this concept, and I feel like Marvel did very well with quite a few of these issues, so probably not the last what-if that we'll get into, but it's awesome whenever somebody like Frank Miller shows up, the guy who reinvents Daredevil, the Daredevil cartoonist, and he's going to do a what-if Daredevil story. This was a pleasure, Jimmy, because I, I'm not familiar with this comic, and it, and it's it's Frank Miller and Klaus Janssen, you know, yes. and, and it's a Marvel comic, so it's paced out by Frank Miller. You get his storytelling sensibility. And as soon as you open it up, you're in for your first surprise. <laughs> We're not leading off with Frank Miller and Daredevil? It's so funny, dude. What's like, going on? Like, uh, you got your headliner, your curtain jerker. Yeah, I was uh, surprised when I went back to reread this. This is from 1981. But uh, we start out with the uh, Ghost Rider. Gets second billing on the cover, but the main story in here, uh, don't worry, it doesn't cut our Daredevil story short at all. But uh, I think it's fun that Miller's doing this cover and what his version of Daredevil is. It's just a skull with uh, Johnny Blaze and the eyeballs. It's super simple, but sometimes that's uh, don't outsmart yourself on these. Keep it simple, stupid. Yes. I love this ad, by the way, man. Like, like the hand lettering up top and all that <laughs> stuff. The the yeah, that's funny. Typewriter typeset. It's so funny, too. It's like word balloons. Like, they're trying to do the comics motif here. It just looks like a fanzine. Totally. It makes it makes a Marvel comic look like a fanzine, like like an ad zine. Moondance Comics out of Vermont, too. I always wonder, like, where these, um, you know, what are these places that are selling comics early okay. on? All right, so we're just doing the uh, the Matt Murdock Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. story by Frank Miller today. So we're going to start there about halfway through the book this story begins. And uh, I mentioned Mike Barr. And Frank Miller is listed as writer, co-plotters, penciler. So maybe an idea that Mike Barr had. I don't know exactly the division of labor. A lot of words in this comic. So maybe a little <laughs> more Mike Barr presence there than if it were a typical Frank Miller Daredevil comic. And Klaus Janssen, the frequent and longtime collaborator with Miller, is on the inks. How about that beefy arm on, um, <laughs> on Watcher, dude? Very squat, too. <laughs> this is that standing on your uh, horizon line kind of panel. And then you got the little bean head. Uh, Matt Murdock with them long ass arms. Yeah, looks like uh, Bill Walton or somebody. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> should be playing. Should be throwing up the layup with that pose. <laughs> it's that thing too, man. We're like nerdy dudes who are super tall. They just don't want to hear that every day. <laughs> yeah, boy, you should be playing basketball. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but off we go. Very quick origin recap. You know, this is the the classic Daredevil origin. Saves a guy from getting hit by this truck, but is exposed to dangerous levels of radiation green radiation near his eyes and then we flip the page and we got to take it to like that stephen hawking string theory multiple dimension kind of shit because it's tony stark who's who's following that little cab around trying to oversee the 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 the, the, 
TGRI mutagen going to where it's going. And of course it gets fucked up. Yeah, what we don't see is this stuff washing down into the sewer (laughs) where our our turtles uh, get exposed to it. But nevertheless, Tony Stark is on the scene and is like, I'm going to take this boy to a, a better hospital the shield helicarrier. Yeah, it's so sick. It's it's great. It's great boy comics stuff, you know? Like, it is. Have, have your car turned into like a little space car. And it's also um this could easily have been a couple of issues or a series or something, but it's condensed into like, I don't know, a dozen pages, something like that. And as a result, like we are moving, you know, yeah. like we go from from having exposure to this radiation to he's in some kind of deprivation tank being studied by the shield agents. Obscure general zine. That's right. Two. That's right. <laughs> Jeez, man. Is that going to be in like most of these comics? <laughs> I love this blow up of the tank. I actually was reading this this week and I thought, because there's a scene where uh, Hulk and Banner get separated out of a tank and everybody's watching and stuff and you have like a little window. And I thought this is such a better treatment of that. Like having him blown up with your figures in the foreground. Nick Fury lighting his cigar, lighting up his patch and face. It's a trick that uh, Miller learned with um the kingpin right where he had this whole thing about like take take the kingpin which is a silly character uh from john jazzy john ramita spider-man character big doofus like draw him that way but then light it have him light a cigarette light it with frank miller lighting and then make that character your own it's so cinematic to go from like the uh pre-lighter and then lighter moment that, that feels like right out of old film noir that's the whole deal man like this is a marvel method comic and it is paced out by frank miller so so you get to have these moments you know it's basically a frank miller story with some varnish by mike barr who who like got to work with fucking everybody mike golden yeah he had a good Brian run Ballin. kevin nolan it was, it was a good run for him in the 80s um, I like this duo shit or the uh, the screen tone yeah, on the side, and then we do it again with, with Battle and Jack. I mean, that's that's uh, that's the Klaus like Klaus brought that shit. Man. Looks good. Also, sparse cartooning. You know, it's like just a very quick drawing of a gym, and it takes us from the helicarrier to uh, t- to Murdoch's dad. Keep it simple, stupid. And here we go. This is one where, like, I actually was like trying to figure out: Did I skip a page? Exactly, What's happening? Yeah, yeah, Murdoch's, you know, Matt's back to his dad. But no, of course not. It's a uh, life model decoy from Hydra. <laughs> that is such a uh, do sex machina kind of piece. It's, it's kids comics, man. Fucking love it. You see quite a few of those examples. Usually it's with Nick Fury, but in this case it's in the hands of Hydra. Very dramatic moments too. Again with the screen tone on an eyeball. That's a that's a killer panel. You know, like, like reading this comic and the, it made me sort of realize like, in a lot of ways, Nick Fury might as well be Owat to the Watcher because in so many comics I read, all he's doing is just kibitzing and being a salty old dog in in his little hella character, hella carrier, not doing anything except like uh, bossing people around. Yes. Hey, how hard would it be to draw like enhanced senses? Right. We've got touch, uh, taste, apparently, I, I guess, obviously hearing and, and scent. Very much uh, an Eisnerian panel. Like yes. I, that's a lot in a lot of spirit comics, this kind of uh, approach. And Nick Fury recognizes right away this dude could be the best secret agent of all time with these uh, enhanced, all of his enhanced senses enhanced several hundred fold this is not just uh i can hear a little bit better this is like this dude is way above an average human they talk about having a little bit of radar there you know this is a good device for um moving through a lot of exposition in that 
this is your classic superhero origin, right? Test it out, but have a couple of people observing it that can add that exposition and advance our story. And uh, here's the deal, man. We'll take care of you and your dad, send you through college. You don't have to worry about anything the rest of your life. Just sign on the dotted line. And uh, this is when... Matt starts to uh, realize, well, what about my dad? I'd like to see him, let him know I'm okay. A month has gone by. He's got to be worried sick. Fury lies to him, and he recognizes it in the heartbeat. Why does his heartbeat go up? It's like a lie detector. Wait a minute. And he calls him out on it right away, and Fury's just like, I don't know how you did that. <laughs> That's great. It's, it's, uh, it's good stuff. Like They do get all the Daredevil stuff in here in, I don't know, a page and a half. Yeah. It doesn't take him very long to uh, get you up to speed, up and running, which is good. I mean, we know Daredevil, so we don't need... To spend too much time, but you need a little bit within the story just to kind of explain how Nick Fury catches up. Shield is leaky like a faucet too. They man, are when it comes to their KGB fucking yeah moles and stuff. Nick Fury can't find where his dad is, but he's getting close, and uh, he says, "Shove it." He's not interested in that. He wants to uh, go find him himself, and that's where our double agent comes in. Should take him to her, his dad that night. And it's always like a super like pretty lady. Even uh, you remember the, uh, the 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 Adam West Batman movie with the, with all the villains and stuff. Akitka, the the Catwoman was like That's a, a deep ru- Russian double yeah. agent. Like that would always happen. Also, when there are these like throwaway stories, like these what ifs and shit, uh, don't ever expect the greatest like costume designs or whatever. Like that's that's a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. This is kind of an interesting panel. He's jumping out from the shadows, so he's half in shadow until he gets in front of this like light piece of the uh, helicarrier. Try some things. Why not do the full silhouette leg? Try some That would make it pop. But nevertheless, he's gone rogue. The part that confuses me is why he keeps wearing a blindfold. Yeah, and and it's brought up and he's like, it's never explained. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's just peculiar. Cartoonist Kayfabe is brought to you by the comic books that we make. Uh, We appreciate you guys supporting our projects and the current stuff that we have on the shelves right now. Jim Rugg, Hulk Grand Design, both issues, uh, Monster and Madness are out there on the stands. These are the regular covers. Comic shops out there, you know what your marching orders are. You know how to stack these on the shelves. And uh, you got these other variant covers that you could get your hands on to support the, uh, the, the work. You got the Jeff Darrow cover for Madness. You got the Ed McGinnis cover for Madness. And with the uh, first issue, uh, Monster, Peach Bamboko, the Eddie P, and the Marcos Morton variant covers. Congratulations, Jimmy. I know this was a long project in the works. The other stuff that Jimmy has in print, Plain Jane's, the first young adult graphic novel, and various volumes of the hardcover graphic albums of Street Angel are still in print, still in good comic shops, still can be ordered online in volume. Support the work. Right now on the stands, uh, as per the Ed Piscor comics that are out there, Red Room, Trigger Warnings, Issue 1, 2, and potentially Issue number 3 are out there in the wild. Issue 2, The Pumpkins Issue. Look at that for a splash page, man. You can uh, get these comics online uh, at Fantagraphics website and various comic shops. It is banned in 26 countries. It is banned in 10 comic shops. But you could also read these comics before they hit paper on uh, my Patreon, patreon.com slash Ed Piscor, three bucks for the archive there. Uh, last season's Red Room uh, efforts, Red Room, the Antisocial Network trade paperback, 
out there in the wild collecting uh, four issues of comics and lots of extra material. The works that I have out there in the wild right now, I do think WYSIWYG is currently out of print, but if you see it, scoop it up. Four volumes, Hip Hop Family Tree, including two giant box sets and 12 issues of comics. The guys at Fantagraphics just told me my royalty statements have hit Klausian and Hernandez <laughs> Brothers numbers, 42 pages of uh, royalty statement, Jimmy. And uh, the grand design that started them all, three volumes, X-Men grand design, including an omnibus that is out of print and hard to find. But if you see it, scoop it up. Now that we're done paying the bills, back to the video. So as they're setting out to, uh, I guess, go, you know, treason go on you know go go off the uh, sedition reservation as they say but of course shield is on top of that and using some sort of spider-man like net catches them and he just murdoch just jumps out of the helicopter i don't know what his plan was how he thought he was going to land that i like this fury a lot there's some double lighting i'll give klaus jansen some credit for that i like the hair all of it i think looks really good yeah good for drawing and again sparse i bet miller dashed out this drawing pretty quick i think so not a lot of detail anywhere, but it all works. So, nevertheless, he's like they—they they have found the dad, and uh, Murdoch is now saying, "I'll sign on. Let me go in there myself and get him." I love this establishing shot for this because, like, there's no reason to see that. Like, when you see this sort of underwater stuff, first off, you never see a panel like this, so that's real cool. But when you see that, you just know that we're going to be dealing with some with some uh, aquatic stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's almost a panel. You know, like that's almost your panel border, the top of the water there. Yeah. In white. So going to Hydra's underwater base, bringing along the double agent or a mannequin of the double agent to fool the uh, fool the, the stupid Hydra guards. Pretty good action stuff as he cuts through, shoots out the lights, and then we get into shadow silhouette fighting. I like these sequences, but again, man, it's very crude drawing. Mm -hmm. I think it points out like how well this kind of drawing, cartooning, actually works for your storytelling. You breeze right through here. Yeah, yeah, and you know, like, that old Frank Miller, like, it's not about academically sound stuff. Though I say that, like, there, there is a lot of good stuff in, in, in that old drawing also. I like the purple for a background behind the silhouettes too. It's yeah. a good illustration for uh, lights out. Always that challenge, right? Like, like, uh, like you know, um, kill, kill Bill inside the coffin. It's like now you got to like kayfabe a light source, but it's not supposed to feel like it's lit. Like, how do you handle that? You know, that's a storytelling um, obstacle that you don't think about until it comes up in your life. The lettering feels very small to me throughout this story mm -hmm. too. Uh, but he comes in, he finds his dad, rescues him, and his dad's like, why are you wearing that blindfold, son? Yeah. But before we can get into the answer, we're surrounded by Hydra agents. Such a small panel of freaking postage stamp. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of words per, uh, per space there. But Hydra shows up, and at this point, Murdoch signals S.H.I.E.L.D. to uh, come on in, come and get us, because I found my dad. So... Very convenient. Very quick storytelling. Again, you know, you don't have that many pages for a fair amount of stuff to happen. You know what? I drew a bunch of these uh, Hydra agents when the Hulk stomps them. Yeah, and I didn't even realize it, but it's this kind of stuff, like the legs all uh, akimbo. <laughs> it, looks, it looks very similar. Like, oh, I need are a couple of bloody footprints on top of them, and we'd be back in the Hulk. So Nick Fury bringing in his shield allies. They gas out Hydra with one exception who tries to steal Battle and Jack's mask. Not a chance. Get get a little shine for the old man. That old man, he still keeps up his training. Yeah, it's pretty good stuff. Um, I was thinking that they explain 
The blindfold? No, I, I was thinking that they. Oh, I guess uh, I guess Jack explains it that he doesn't have to make the the deal with the fixer, which is what leads to his death. So it's kind of a cool if you're a Daredevil reader. It's kind of a cool little piece of like how this changes uh, Daredevil's trajectory yeah, or Murdoch's trajectory. Doesn't that face feel uh, Ditko-ish on Battle and Jack right there? Yeah, I, I think there's a fair amount of Ditko in Frank Miller's work, especially at this era. Yeah, absolutely. Super fun, man. Like, like uh, Frank Miller fans, DOTs here, man, uh, to, to, to see a story that I've not seen before. Such a pleasure. By the way, not Miller's only uh, what if. He does another what if with, uh, w- with Electris. So uh, we may see more Frank Miller what ifs in the future. But I've got them pulled. It's a cool issue. I liked it. Uh, I liked it a lot. This is one of those happy discoveries when I was looking for everything Frank Miller as a kid, and, and you know, not able to afford everything I would find. This was one that I, I was able to track down. I got that Marvel fanfare Captain America joint uh, yes. ready, ready to go, man. Yeah, it's funny these like short stories that pop up in that early era. It's such a different time of comics where like that's what you wanted to do if you wanted to do something besides your Daredevil monthly book. How about a short story here or there? Do an inventory piece. Yeah, really. Um, one other thing to, that I wanted to point out here. One, I like this background, this backup story, the way it looks. It's so stiff looking. It almost yeah. feels like a DC comic or something in here. But they ran this this thing that I think is brilliant where they would just take like, send in your what ifs for fans. And I mean, it was popular enough to have like a page's worth of these things. By the way, I read all of them. Not too many are impressive, although once in a while something pops up like, what if Thor met Conan? This one is in the works. Yeah, yeah, totally. So By Buscema, by the way. Pretty pretty good. Like, that's one I wouldn't mind taking a look at. Uh, but I thought that's that's a really good gimmick for a series like What If. Yeah. Get your hands on those addresses, baby. Good to go, Jimmy? <laughs> yes, I am. K-Fabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. What's out there, Jim? Hulk Grand Design Monster and Hulk Grand Design Madness are both in comic shops everywhere while supplies last. It is me retelling the 60-year history of the Incredible Hulk. I'm writing, drawing, coloring, lettering it. So pick that up wherever you buy comics and join me on patreon.com slash jimrug. Red Room Trigger Warnings, issue one and two on the stands as we speak. Issue three is forthcoming. If it's not on the stands right now, Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game. In Red Room Comics, you can find these at better comic shops everywhere. Banned in 26 countries, however. Banned in 10 uh, not-so-good comic shops, but hit my link tree in the description below this video. You're going to be able to uh, find a place to order and pre-order the Red Room comics. You're going to be able to uh, hit my Patreon up and read these comics uh, ahead of time right now. Uh, for three bucks, you can get your hands on the entire archive. Uh, like I said, three dollars. Put new strips up every, every Tuesday. Uh, what else do we have out there, Jimmy? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. That's another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Given those marching orders, we'll be on our way. Read more comics.